Then how we doing it here, Akron, Ohio? You are now listening to the podcastle. Headphones, please. You like oatmeal? There, which policy yeah. oatmeal? Listen to the podcastle. Here's what you missed last week, nerds. Your Johnny Monziel, I guess, is now in the Canadian Football League. That's for crazy. Reason, Heather, and I, Heather and I were watching sports center and they're like johnny manzel's debut tonight in the other football league (laughs) the one you won't watch i can't believe he's playing i can't believe he has like a job i'm like he will throw three interceptions in the first half listen to the podcast and he did he threw four go ahead man oh yeah can you see me? I can see you. That's how the Nerd 35 air sirens go off when we're doing a show. They go, You look like you're doing turntables over there. I love it. John, what's really good about uh you know what's really great about that song? The use of the elephant. The elephant? Yeah, the elephant going. It's oh like yeah! An making a, I never a, noticed that. A shout. I love that song. It's my favorite song in the Chronic, I think. Hmm. What's what? your policy on on gangster rap in the old days? Do you revisit it often? Because I don't as much as I should. When I do, I'm like, why aren't I listening to this all the time? Like, why isn't Doggy Style on there all the time? But I feel like I have to respect it because you and I grew up. You and I both like gangster rap around the same time it came out. We both sort of liked it at the same time. Do you listen to it like frequently? I think unless it's like a brand new song, I don't uh, listen to anything else. It's all yeah, it's right. like what I've just settled on for whenever I really ever get to listen to music that's not like okay. you know, crowd pleasing or like, you know, host music. Yeah. We're gonna put on Frank Sinatra's Strangers of the Night, Grandma. Yeah, right. Or Derv's coming out. <laughs> Strangers in the night, to the niggas exchanging glances. Heather, can you uh, bring up my Johnny Mathis Christmas carols uh, for us, please, hey, on the it, iPad? What a side note. Isn't Johnny Mathis, Mathis, Mathis isn't Johnny Mathis like Bing Crosby in the sense that they're both like huge, you know, recording artists, but people really only listen to their Christmas music? Like, I don't know anyone that's yeah. like, hey, uh, the Bing Crosby standards are on, you know? Like, you only listen to them for Christmas. I know, and when did they even record those Christmas albums? Like, were those guys around uh, in, like, the 50s or, like, way before that? Crosby was around since, like, the 30s. Oh, yeah, and, that's what I thought. So and it's cause not he like, did, bum, Yeah, he did White Christmas, like, in the early 40s. And then they, it, it was so old, he had to re-record it because, like, they lost the original tape or it was got damaged or something. Like, he was like, I'll just re-record this. So, like, after it was a hit, I'm saying. Yeah, he had to, like, re-record it because, like, oh my gosh. he lost the original copies. 
So it's not, so it's not like anyone was doing really anything other no. than holiday albums back then. Have a holly job. Dick I, I love Christmas music, but those guys are so smart to do these great Christmas albums because they get played every year for eternity. I mean, if you think about it, right. Johnny Mathis has been on the radio since for like 50 years. No, oh, I mean, it's all that I play during Christmas. It's Well, it's not all that I play, but it's the... It's the constant. The standard. It's the constant. It's the baseline. It's the spine. It is the the nectar nuts. The tucker. You know what? Um, this weekend I went to the Taylor Swift concert. <clears throat> oh yeah, right. With my wife and my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law. Nice. Who was coming down? I knew that, but I always thought she was just coming down to watch, uh, you know, to watch Hannah. While Heather and right. I go to the concert. Sure. No. Not the case. No. She's coming with us. So not only <laughs> am I going to a Taylor Swift concert with my mother-in-law, I'm skipping my fantasy football draft for it. Oh, shit. Oh, no. So imagine. How do you keep it together? Imagine. I can't lie to all these friends of mine that are in. Because we were going to have the draft at my buddy's house. You know, like we do every year. Sure. Could we get a moment of silence for this small for this small chronic break? Ah, listen to twenty dollars sack pyramid, John Asinger. These nuts. A lot more on that. And you got a dick in your mouth, 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 mouth. A lot more on that later. Um. Yeah. Right. And then at like right. five o'clock we head down to Hard Rock Stadium where the Dolphins play. Oh. Did not know that. Drinking on the way. The time, time we got there, man, by the time we were in the parking lot, I was... You were, th- you were more drunk than the Hammer of Thor. I was like... Because I've even said on this show, and I mean, I know we've been doing it for three years, but over the last three years, I've said more than once, I can't go to concerts anymore. I just can't do it. It's like nothing is going to You have alluded to that. Me. Nothing's going to compel me to sit there through all that waiting and all that yeah. sweatiness and all that right. lack of convenient beer. And That's when it gets me. It's the waiting and and the inconvenience of it all. You know, yeah. like when you're in the in there, it's great, but like it's like the waiting and everything. Like even when you're in there, you're still waiting like an hour before they come on stage. And and the opening act. The opening who, act. You don't know any of her songs, although it's insane. Um. I used three seconds of one of this chick's songs in one of our like opening bits for the show. You know how like I play a thing from last yeah. week's show at the beginning and there's usually music with it. I right. used like a three second clip from one of her songs and then all of a sudden she started singing it. And I was like, wait a minute, I know who this is. <laughs> who was it? She's been on the podcast. <laughs> she's been a guest. Well, who was the name. opening? Totally yeah. forget her name. I, I'll get it. Um, 
Was but she good? I mean, did, like the opening act? Because sometimes good. they're pretty good, and you're like, she oh, this is good. pretty good. And that's what sucked even more because I was like, this is really good. But guess what? This beer is warm after the first sip. Yeah, this twelve dollar beer. I am soaked, like I'm drenched. I am like I was at my wedding. Just how are the beer lines the there? Because it's a Taylor Swift. I imagine there's like a lot of a lot of young girls. Were they like easy to get a beer? Or were they still packed from like dads that are like, I'm fucking here. I'm gonna drink. Well, I'm curious about that. Like a Stones concert, the lines out the, to the bathroom for a beer. Like when Blues Traveler opened for the Stones in '96. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even of drinking age, and I remember yeah. the lines are, you know, they're all rock and roll guys. But it's Taylor Swift with like a lot of beer, uh, beer so, lines. So, Heather and I have field tickets, which means we get to go onto the field. Oh, nice. Go right up to the stadium. And when I mean right up to the stadium, Jesse. I mean literally we can touch the stadium. Oh, wow. Yes. And yeah, right. So we're sitting there through the opening act. <clears throat> the one part I used in oh. one of our clips, the, the line is, something's going wrong in my brain. Oh, I right. I think I just like searched that like brain dead uh, or something. Turn this off. I found that song. Something's and I like that lyric. And I put it in. She ends a song and everyone's going, yeah. And then she starts another one. Just like, quits. Oh. Just quits. Just, That's good. Let's get Taylor Swift out here. Like, once she gets out, I'll be fine. But right, because everything's in play. So you asked about the beer. There was all these, like, you know, VIP little beer huts all over the place where we were. So we didn't oh, have nice. to go far for beer. Yeah, right. And yeah, right. I didn't notice that until oh, I gosh. said, babe, I I I'm dead. I'm going to like pass out. I got to go. Like, does your sister want to use my field pass so you guys can be down? Really? You were that tired? I was just dead, man. I just couldn't yeah. put up with it anymore. And I didn't feel like doing the thing where we were going to like halfway through switch. You know, if I yeah, stay yeah. the whole time, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to watch the whole damn thing. I know all of her songs. I know her whole catalog. I celebrate. You know her whole uh, her whole catalog. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great because that's the line from Office Space. Whenever yeah. you're talking about, like, you, right. some, you celebrate anyone, like, all their albums, it's their Michael catalog. Bolton. Yeah. What do you think of Michael Bolton? Oh, he, he, he's okay. He sucks. I think he sucks. Um, he sucks. So Heather's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, but what are you going to do? I'm like, <clears throat> I'm just going to go back to the car and I'm going to pass out. I bet I can. She's like, all right, well, be careful. So she's like, we got to meet my sister. We meet Nicolette. She gives me the keys. I take my wristband off, you know, like old school. I, I tape yeah. it and I tape it back to her. I lick my stamp and I put it on her hand. And, uh, then I wander off, and as I'm wandering out of the stadium, just going, oh, thank God. Dan Marino comes out, and he's I like, I need work. Hey, Ryan Tannehill, and everyone was like, who? <laughs> Pete Stoyanovich is giving hammies. Chad Pennington came out. <laughs> Don Shula. Ace Ventura. Um, so, Snowflake. as I'm leaving, Oh. And I'm like looking through and I'm like, oh, there she is. I got to see. And as I'm walking, man, I'm like, I don't fucking care. And I just, I don't, <laughs> I 
at that point you're just like fuck it i was like because you're already seen, committed seen because uh, you you're committed work, to like the, the leaving at that point when you work in the radio you see a lot of behind the curtain and the whole the whole this of it all the whole sparkle the whole magic like goes away really quick and it's like I've seen Taylor yeah. Swift on TV, seeing her on stage a thousand feet away. It's like the same thing. It's the same thing. It's like the podcast. We're not even on video yet, but we still do 12 hours of makeup beforehand. It's unnecessary, but we're just committed to the retrospect. I do start staging my area here around 7 o'clock, and I tell Heather to get out of the room. Yeah, me too. I'm like, uh, hey, we're going to start going live soon, I'm like getting ready, potting up. So I'm no, like, no deep conversations. No, 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 yeah, no big questions. Like nothing that I can get roped into or upset. Yeah, right. Treat me like an idiot. Don't tell me about any bills coming in or your what your mom said. Just, just nice thoughts. Like, hey, I got I bought bread today. Thank you. Great. Going in the other room. Right. right. My oh, sister wow. has AIDS. I don't care. I didn't hear that. My brother died today. I don't. Wait till the show. That's like a whole different ah! uh, topic. It's a whole different. <laughs> Hakuna potato. That was not a schedule. See that? Um, maybe we should put a dick in it, or I mean, put a pin in it. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because that's con. interesting. Like the 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 day of a show and the women who live with us. Yes, they know. Well, the women that we it's call like every night the... before we go to bed from another town. Well, yeah, it's like being on the road because we're in um, Akron, Ohio, right now, <laughs> doing the second show in Akron, and uh, we just have to let them know. Hey, look, here's the <laughs> thing. Uh, but yeah, that day, the day of, they they respect it. You know, it's like going on stage because it is, in a way. You don't want to like upset someone. You know, mm. I, the same when I used to do show your shorts. Jen would know like keep yeah. it mellow before because you're gonna have to go on stage. You don't want to be like worried about something because ADHD you can fixate on things. Right. I was just gonna say everyone says ADHD. It's like you can't pay attention. It's like well no, but when I am. It's because what I am paying attention to, it's like the only thing I can pay attention to. And it's like yes. a laser beam, you know. On a shark. Iron it's Man blast uh, attention. That's a loaded potato. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. So, But, but the Swift, uh, go on. So I, I leave. I make the exchange. I, and I almost go, ooh, you know what? I'm just going to go sit in my seat. And then I was like, no, nah, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about it. And she came out and like, she kind of looked like a, like a, like a black bear, like a black Chewbacca. You know, really? like, you know Chewie's like brown? She yeah. was in like this furry, long-legged outfit that was like black. <laughs> yeah. Chewbacca? Chewblacka. Chewblacka. Too good. Too black. And so then I was even less interested. Um, right. So I'm like, hmm. Where the I was like, where the fuck did we even park? Because remember. Oh, yes. Stadium I, park. I told you when we got there, I was like, I was deep. Heather and I were like drinking roadies on the way in the back seat, like teenagers. Yeah, good. Having tickle fights. Pillow fights. Playing jello, throwing bubblegum at each other. Spilling beer on each other on purpose. Spitting at other cars. Yelling Tasmania. Dicking other cars. I mean mooning other cars. Dick, drawing dicks. So. 
getting car sick. I, I can't remember at all. I have no idea what we parked. So I'm I'm kind of like, well, I think the way that I left is the way that we came in, and we must have just come in from over there. And he took my arms and he threw them over there. And so he threw them precisely. So I uh, I walk all the way to the end of the parking lot, and I'm doing this with the beeper, you know, with the key. Oh yeah, you know the On key, the, the unlock. Beep beep. Uh, beep, beep, of course. I'm just praying to hear that noise. Beep, 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 beep. When you hear that noise, you're like, oh, thank God. It's no. like a, a it's like a manna from heaven. It's like you become some sort of superhero. Like now I will use my combined senses of hearing and sight and, and find st- my vehicle. Everything's more alert. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't find the car. I got a story about that when after this about finding a car. Um, cutting edge radio Clark has a story about finding his car stay tuned next John gets new socks and Biscardi pays his electric bill you're listening to the podcastles Nerd 35 well there was a great Seinfeld episode about finding their car oh yeah classic you pissed and the car didn't start at the end and that wasn't supposed to happen but they just kept it because it's just too perfect perfect so uh I didn't go the right way, and I, and I was like, I think it's Southwest. I think that's what side we were on. So I go to Southwest, Do and I'm south. like, I'm like, wait a minute, Southwest. That is, that heads back out onto like the main road. That can't be right. <laughs> so after walking around for about two hours. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I think I circled the stadium like four times, five times. Oh my gosh. Wait, was that an exaggeration or were you walking around for two hours? Dude, I oh my heard gosh. the whole concert. I heard every single lyric, but you I must was be walking sweating. around drenched. Dude, at one point I got so mad, I took my shirt and I ripped it like whole Oh time. shit. Oh my off. gosh. You are a real American. You fight for the rights of every man. Dick salt. Did you see the most recent? Sasha Baron Cohen, who is America, where he gets the guy to eat flesh. I didn't see that part, but mm. he he sings the words of Buffalo Soldier, but like as he, he doesn't <laughs> sing it, he like speaks it. He's like in the heart of America, these Buffalo Soldiers, and it was all about Russia. But Did he not said see all the words. Oh, I didn't see it. I, I love can't him. Think of Buffalo Soldier right now, but. Uh, how does it go? Buffalo's in the heart of America. Buffalo soldier. Fighting for survival. Buffalo soldier. Anyway. Redemption song. After that two hours, I, I just quit goat thinking. And I walked up to one of the security guys and I was like, listen, my wife's inside. I left, but I need to let her know where I am because I don't have my cell phone on me. I think it was dead. Oh, wow. Dire Straits. Five area code. So the guy gave it to me. Me with my ripped shirt and everything. Yeah, right. And I'm ready to tase you. So I call Heather and 
She doesn't pick up, but I leave a voicemail. I'm like, I'm at exit southwest. I'm just sitting here. I can't find the car. I'm going to die. <laughs> Send a pizza and a beer. So it was this it was this game again. Like I did this dance, like I did with the opening act. A song would end, the crowd would go, yeah. And it would get real quiet. And then another song would start up. And there's like a surprise guest on that you wish you were inside. Like, now it's Eminem featuring Snoop Dogg and the re-envisioned John Lennon hologram. And they're just like, everyone gets a hundred bucks just for being here. And you're like, get me in there. Not with that ripped shirt, sir. No, sorry, Bob. Mick Jagger and Keith Richards from underground. (laughs) Michael Jackson. Elvis featuring Eric Clapton. Tupac. God. God. (laughs) (laughs) Great minds drink alike. You heard it here first at nerd.3555 on Snapchat. Oh my gosh. For the small chronic break. These nuts. You listen to the $20 sack pyramid. We are here in Boynton Beach, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, by the way, Boynton Beach has some great restaurants there. Not that I know, but according to the Google Maps, phenomenal. You guys have a lot of nail places, too. Oh, God, dude. Women get their nails done once a week here. Yeah, a lot nails of nails. Nails and toes. Yes, got a mani-pedi. That's how I justify my weed habit. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Oh, great yeah. Loophole. So, anyway. Um, finally, she ends of course, comes back for the encore. Of course. Two songs. And then she says, thank you, Miami, and gets the hell out of there. And then all of a sudden, man, it was really cool watching a stadium just unload like that. Like, you know, like a sausage press. Like, oh, yeah, right. Just pouring out. Of like ants steps. coming out yeah. of like a, a hole. Yes. Yes, that you were peeing on. Um, and yeah. then I'm sitting there like this my head in my hands oh man and i hear john hassinger and i'm like oh no it's gonna be somebody i don't i didn't want to see you know it's, it's me john else. white i'm here pitching library tools to girls you want to buy oh, he's dressed like a wizard john lose the wizard it's not helping the brand make sure to check out library tools dot com com gov. Yeah, I was like dot Uncle Sam. Or... Uncle Sam runs it now. Um, but it was Nicolette. It was Heather and her sister. I was like, oh my god. They found you. Did they know where the car was? Like, would they have been able to go there, or was it? Yeah, they knew exactly where it was. We walked. Really? And uh, but... we had we had to cross the street to uh, go to the parking lot. I don't remember crossing the street. Remember how oh. I told you? I was like, well, if we go farther, it's across the street. It's on the yes. main road now. Yes. I should have kept going. But isn't that easy to do, though, when you go to a, a, a ball game or a concert? You don't – unless – I always put where I park on my phone, like B3, because I'll mm. never, ever remember that because everything looks the same, and you're just thinking about, let's get inside. We're fun. It's exciting. <sighs> and when you're leaving, you're usually a little drunk or you've been drinking, and it's later and ADHD. Like I could never remember where the car is. I would always have to like plug and it in you, the phone you, or use mind games like B2, like – the B-2 bomber. Just think of World War II. And when I come out, I'm like, 
I don't remember what World War Two means. Oh my God, you and Bob I was, and your jet airplane talk on the History Hour thread. Oh yeah, great. Losing me. Great chats. His are his are really random too. He's like, oh, the P fifty one Mustang. I'm like, oh, that's oh interesting. God, the things that that guy knows. The thing that you t- the things that you two know is just so crazy. Um, Lots of love of history. It's a lot of knowledge that's like very deep down the rabbit hole. Very down. It's like the hole. one topic that you know a crap load about. So can't run my own life. We get in the car. Luckily, I'm not driving. Nicolette's driving. She's had a few. She gets pulled over. No shit. Shit. No shit. Shit. Oh shit. shit. Does she really? She gets pulled over. And, oh my uh, gosh. You know, is this like, is this like Miami PD? Um, or like Dade County Sheriff or something? I think it was Dade County. I, I'm just trying to get if, if she's going to be on an upcoming episode of Cops because I, I watched the show. I have a weird feeling it was a state trooper, but that I may be just imagining that. I may be creating that memory in my head slightly more dramatic just because I tend to do that. It was so, a military Humvee. They're just like, out of the car. And he was kind of like a short, opie kind of dude with like the the sheriff hat that's like real high, you know, it's like obnoxiously like mesh and high sheriff state trooper. Oh. Wait, the, uh, the, like the, the round cap. It's like the, the cowboy hat. Oh yeah. 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 One of those, He's probably a state trooper then. I think so. So he was like, do you know how fast you're going? And she said, I think 70. And he goes, yeah, you're going 90. And, she, oh and it's like, gosh. yo, but like 80, 90 on 95 is like pretty average. That's the flow of traffic. That's why I was so confused. I was like, how it's are we pulled over? There's a million cars. So $280 ticket. Oh, that's actually not as bad as I figured it would be. Yeah. So, well, I mean, in LA standards, I got, I was doing 11 miles over the limit. I got a $480 ticket a couple years back. I was like, really? I, I got caught it. supplying the miners, and it was an $1,000 ticket. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. And, and supplying the miners. God, it sounds so much worse than it really is, <laughs> like, than it was. It was like, I bought the beer for the party, and there were miners there. Claus told me a story once. He got similar. He got caught selling the miners, hmm. and there was like no a way. girl there, and the cop was like, the girl's underage. What are you doing with her? He was like 25, and I was drunk when he told me, so I took it as he like was charged for rape or something. So a couple months later, I was like, Claus, didn't you like get arrested for raping someone? He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, no, no, like I'm your friend. You can tell me, but like I know you didn't do it, but didn't you like get charged for like statutory rape? And he's like, no, it was alcohol. And I was like, oh, I guess I was drunk. I interpret so for like six months, I thought Claus is like a rapist. <laughs> It's like because they throw in the word minor, it sounds right. like you did something creepy. It's like I was twenty-two; they were twenty. Yeah, right. You know, uh, he was a, he was with a minor off the grid. It was like I was the oldest, or I think it's just because I bought it, and yeah, there right. were other people that were twenty-one there, but it's because I bought it. Um, I got crushed. So it's a lot of money. We though. finally get home. And I think that's 
pretty much it, man. But I basically missed my entire fantasy football draft oh. for a Taylor Swift concert that I also missed. But I oh, did hear no. every song. I just didn't. And they sounded glorious. Did the did the cops write the amount of money on the ticket itself? Because in California, you get it mailed to you. You don't know what it is. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. I think you like can Google it or look it up on her phone because oh they, right, she like figured it out later. I think it's the same thing. I remember getting That's one being crazy. like, "Oh, there's no number on this. I guess it was just a friendly warning." Uh, Jack Spree. That's crazy, man. So you missed the fantasy football draft? Yeah. Who cares? I don't like it. Fantasy football so dorky. I just is like it? To, I've never played. It's like it's cool. But it's not, cool if you not, win money. I have so many other things that I think are cool. And right. I just like to watch football and cheer for greatness and the Eagles. Yeah. Not just because right. I drafted a play. I don't know. It's 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 at fun, least you're not LARPing. I, I just don't want it to take up any of my time and sometimes it can. You have to like and think. Prioritize. Hey yeah, John, right. uh Hannah needs changing, not now. Johnny Manzielli is uh, coming back on the CFL. What Johnny uh, Manzulu. Biscardi <laughs> does that with names. He pronounces them. He's, he called Ralph Macchio. Yes. I uh, love maybe Biscardi. we can find a clip. I love the pronunciations of the names. If you're not familiar, listen back to the last show. He calls it Ralph <laughs> Macchio. Johnny, Man, Johnny Manzel was uh, Manziale. Johnny Manziale. It's, you know, uh, what's the president's name, Biscardi? <laughs> Donald Trump. Uh, okay, all right. It's just so funny. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. I want to take a quick break and then get into the uh, the football, um, the football, the gangster rap uh, genesis. Mm. Uh, but before before you do, I I remember when you mentioned the parking situation. How you can never, you know, you can't find your car. What that's like, and the super superpower superhero like senses ignite when you yeah. hear it and it's like you jump into like jason Bourne mode where you're like jumping over things i, prefer I was in, spider-man but okay I, I prefer peter parker uh i was in atlantic city last september and atlantic city is such a shady city he's actually um, on my shirt oh yeah it's so, so gross so i went there alone because i was like in avalon and it was at my dad's house and i was like i was kind of you know he was running and i was kind of bored so it's like i'm just gonna go to atlantic city tonight everyone was kind of going Staying in. Atlantic City is the deadbeat brother who never got his shit together and always wanted to be like his big brother, Las Vegas. Right. And they always talk about the glory days and like, you're like, it's not happening. Right. So I went to Bally's and I parked at like a parking garage, like adjacent from the casino. Like it wasn't casino parking, but I parked in a parking right, garage. Right, right, right. You're already kind of scared because you're alone and there's all these seedy characters everywhere. Always. So I go gamble. And I come back and I could not find this car for the life of me. And I was like going up and down every floor and I was like, no, it was definitely in here somewhere. And I started hitting the, you know, the, the, the key and finally I hear it and I'm getting closer and I'm getting closer and all of a sudden I'm at, I'm at the edge of the building where like you look down and see the street. And my car is in like another garage across the street. Oh, and I'm like, no. where am I right now? Oh, I was so God. off. Yeah. So I had to like go down all the stairs. House. Go like across a shady street at like twelve thirty at night, Atlantic City, Ooh. and I'm in there, and that was like another twenty minute ordeal. Uh, Finally, when I got to the car, because it wasn't my car too, it was a rental, mm -hmm. so I, I didn't like know the beep right away. 
Um, oh, but when man. I got out of there, I drove like it was my purpose, like James oh, Bond, to get out of there. I was just like, you know, I was just, it was like the scene in Ronan, in Robert De Niro, when he's doing like the chases through the streets. I mean, I was just like running red lights. I'm just like, I'm getting out of here. It was awful. But it's true, though. But when you park, when you don't find your car at these places, it could be an hour is like easy to waste because you just, they're so big. And you don't know what, <sighs> if, there's, if there's like levels too that adds like a whole thing. It's just a mess. And you're just there needs to be a better way. And it's like yeah. it's almost like you and your body, your brain and your body, are like fighting each other right from the get go, because the body right. is like, you don't you're know right. where you're taking me. You are just dragging me, and you have no direction at all. And the brain's like, no, well, if if we just move around enough, we'll eventually find it. Just come on, just give me enough energy to not like pass out. And I'll find it. And the brain's like, but you'll never find it. You'll never no find idea. it. Everything looks the same. And you're like, just let me do this. And they're like, no. No. Sit down. Collapse. We shall return Marvel-like and Parrot-hat-like after this. Yeah, it's killing him right now uh, to, to just sit there and watch his team get beat like that. Yeah, right. Yes. I know. If he was playing, they Wade wouldn't have done that. And I think once he plays, we win uh, three straight now that we have to. If this thing goes seven, I just can't take it. And for the Eagles, all, no, that, too much. all that exhaustion, like the, the whole run, the Super Bowl, the celebration. It's like, I know it's, the Sixers are going to win out of it you. all. They're not going to win it all. But they could go really far. But I think yeah. their inexperience is going to permit that from going too But, John, we could just be jerking off into a ceiling fan right here. <laughs> the best gratuitous uh, alliteration from Mr. Bob. Yeah. Big reputation. Big reputation. You and me... Hey, yo, John, would you please bust that podcast? Yeah. Tweet us. You rock rough and stuff. I yeah. am I rock rough and um, I rock stuff. So the question that the world is pondering tonight is, of course, the iTunes release of the film Crumpus. Thank you. Now, gangster rap really gained true popularity in 93. Certainly it was around since NWA in the late 80s, but like Dr. Dre's The Chronic kind of put everything on the map. And then Ice Cube came out with his... uh, with the Predator and Snoop Dogg and so on and so forth. But it was like a short-lived genre. Um, West Coast gangster rap. Because then like Notorious B.I.G. 
and the whole like Tupac rivalry came out, and then it just became like mainstream. Yeah, it uh, right. It, th- that's what was cool about it. Um, it was so like music was only like a few different things before gangster rap. You know, it was like love. And then, you know, in like the 60s, it was like drugs and sex and hallucinations and uh, dance. Even if there were songs about modern day gang violence, no one made it actually sound like gang violence almost. You know, right. like you, it sounded like it, like the story they were telling, that's what it should sound like. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was art was a true reflection of their life. Like Ice Cube said in an interview when he was in NWA, like, you know, we're just reporting on what we see. And some reporter was like, oh, well, you know, you're talking about killing and, you know, people getting shot and drugs. He's like, well, that's like what we live through. That, that's what we see when we look out the window. What do you see when you look out the window? You know, and gangster rap came out and you and I jumped on board on that pretty quickly because it was like a whole new thing. And for a young, impressionable mind. Well, that's, see, that's a great story. It was um, education. If I may. So for some reason you had, yeah. for some reason you had Doggy Style, Snoop's uh, freshman album. On yes. On the uh, Death Row Records. And... We weren't really even listening to it. I I remember using it mostly to make it seem like we were in the room, but we like had snuck out. Yes, you know, it was a diversion. It was a clerical diversion, like a piccolo or a flutophone playing. Right, like we would leave it on, turn it up real loud, and like close the door to your room to make it seem like we were in there. I don't know what. Not yeah. What would that picture look louder than the music? Yeah, right. Just be turned up. What are they doing? Then there'd Make be math. like... Um, you would find like a five-second like piece of it that just like sounded weird. Like, Snoop's, yes. Remember Snoop's like D's Nuts like prank call? D's Nuts. Mm-hmm. You you, the D's Nuts part you didn't even care about. It was all this other stuff. It was all this banter. It was and I didn't understand any of it. All these other like words and like names maybe that like he's like uttering in the beginning that you and I are like dissecting. Has nothing what does that to do mean? with the music. We're like, it's so like different and like foreign to us. Yeah, what is ganja? That like what does kicking it mean? We would like pick it apart over and over as like sixth graders. Yeah, we weren't even paying attention to anything going on in school. I wasn't studying for any kind of test. But I was dissecting Snoop's twenty dollar sack pyramid for like three hours on a Friday night. Like what does this mean? Why? Why are these guys even what are these guys even talking about? They just what throw the Snoop? N-word around like that as almost a term of endearment? Yeah. How, what? My head just exploded. Mom, I need the Windex. It's Snoop all over the wall. Get a wet rag. I mean, the inner city... Bounty! Bounty. <laughs> the inner city black man's life is just so foreign to you and I that, like, I think at first we kind of found it, like, silly, almost, like... 
it was weird. It was like they they seem it was angry, different. but they talk about cock a lot. They curse a lot. They say the, the N word yeah. like all the time. So like there's some, something's going on. Then like maybe years later, realizing how like somehow listening to that music at like such a young age made me more understanding of another race. Right. Yeah. It it educated you. And even today when I talk to like some of my black buddies, like John Ollie, who's a rapper, you know, and I'm, I'm quoting like positive K and all these like early nineties raps. He's blown away that like, I would even know what these are, Uh, you know? And and it's like, Like, dude, I listened to this when I was like 12, like this educated me in the sense of like a different perspective than like a white bread, close circle town, which is what we grew up in. And, um, it's really interesting because listening back to those lyrics at the time, I didn't understand any of them. I mean, for the most part, like a lot of the references. No, I didn't even know if they were saying what I thought they were saying. I think I was like making up words. And then as I got older, I like broke it down. I'm like, Oh, that's what he's saying there. That's like all slang. And it was like, we knew it was bad. Like they really don't like women. But then you realize later on, it was just like, they don't like hoes. Right. But you could never get away with an album like that today. You know, you would have to have like a niche, like fan base to put a, because too many groups would come out against it. You know, I mean, even Eminem has cooled down. Like he doesn't like say faggot or anything anymore in his last album. Yeah. Um, I mean, just in the the culture, like they, there's too much like pressure on companies, like record companies. Like, you got to put the back down if your bitch is talking shit. I'll have to put the smack down. It's like, nah, nah, you probably won't. Bro. Nah, you probably won't. Then your career will vanish if you do that. And at so the, don't do and that. At, right. And at the time, when we, we were really in a gangster rap, there was an interview with Dr. Dre. And he was like, I'm not a gangster or anything like that. I'm just in it for the money. Mm-hmm. And today, that makes perfect sense. But at the time, I was like, what a phony. Like, right. I thought you were like this gangster. But it's like, no, of course they're not out like shooting people. They'd be in jail. <laughs> They're not gangsters. Like they, they probably are from a bad background, but once you're famous, they're not like out with AKs and doing drive-bys. Like that's just for the record. And it's not like they came out and were like, "Hey, everyone, this is called gangster rap." Some douchebag on like Cleveland Evening News was like, "And the NWA, otherwise known as Gangsta Rap, continues gangsta. to make headlines with their hate speech." Their hate speech. You know? So funny. Like some stupid reporter came up with that that label. Right. And you had the, the Chronic, the album. Mm. And I listening to that, it was like a treat. Oh, You're like, like I can't believe like we I, I couldn't believe like I still got that in my house to like listen to. Like I somehow because I had parental advisory, I don't know if I bought it. This is from, like some kid that didn't care. Down from day my parents one. just didn't know. Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I think my parents did it. Now, my mom. And I was like, oh, I want this album. You know, I think they just bought it, but I don't think they really knew like what was going on in there. Because remember, I got in trouble for bringing doggy style to school. Like the, my mother was called. Oh in was, yeah. A Catholic school, and they're like, this is offensive. There's the way they're talking about women. And my mom was like, okay, it's just an album. They're cartoons. It's not like Matthew did it. And he shouldn't have brought it in. But it's fine. Don't you think that the whole, everything that they did with the women 
was kind of like tongue in cheek, like hundred percent. Those guys were with women who would, you know, they wouldn't. Half of them were married. They're, right. Like they're, they're, yeah, they're like, it's an act. Like we're not that yeah. stupid. Like these guys aren't beating women. No, it's like it, Slim it's, Shady. It's like talking He's not like shit. killing people. He's just, right. it's, a, it's a gimmick. It's an alter ego to sell records. Right. It's entertainment. Like for some reason, Mick Jagger can go, you make a dead man come. Right. <laughs> because he delivers it like that, you know, like 60 year old women are singing along in the front row. They don't even know. And then Dre goes, or Snoop actually says, Says best run, best run, cause brothers are dropping quicker. Ah, oh, too late. Damn, down goes another. And it was the case. And that's the uh, that's offensive. His uh, right, his, very his suffering that. is very offensive. Very offensive. Very offensive. And when those guys came out too, it was uh, it was like a whirlwind. I mean, that scene blew up quickly, and everyone just capitalized on. It. And then you had Tupac come out, mm. which I didn't get into him until like a little bit later, but. He was kind of like got into him. Me too. Like, I like I the hits. Know, I don't know him like I know. That's why I fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Right. I know Tupac very well. That's pretty amazing that I still like have that to like kind of dive into. Yes. Me too. Yeah, I could I could name maybe ten of his songs. Right. And that's it. I don't like have any of his albums. I don't know his no. catalog. No. No but experience with his catalog. Sticky, icky, icky. But uh, so I don't know. I don't know it, but it's interesting because I haven't been. Seen it's like it's like untapped. And once in a while, I will put on Tupac on Spotify at work, and I will hear a song that I, I've never heard before. I'm like, oh, this is really good. And it's like hearing a new song from like the mid '90s gangster rap scene. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. Like uh, yeah, I know what you mean. So many tears is one of the songs. <laughs> I know. That one. Yeah. That's another one that I really wish I knew all the words to, but I all I know is. God is on stage. From earlier, that was Great. pretty amazing. Yeah, but it's interesting. But when we got into gangster rap, though, it was like a new thing, and I think you and I were the only two kids in the class that really embraced that. I don't know. I remember P. Clark had like U2 Zuropa. And he's like, I got U2 Zuropa. The song Lemon's pretty good. And I was like, yeah, I guess. And yeah, you know what? I liked all those guys, but they were all fucking listening to Billy Joel along with our fathers. Or yes. they were listening to dorky Nirvana at the time that was right. groundbreaking, but it was like on the other side of the coin. It was right. Oh, I wasn't those. interested in any of that. We were listening. So that's what it was, Clark. We were like... We would pick it apart. We would pick apart the funny parts of the album. We were barely listening to the music, but because you listen to those parts those. a thousand times over and over and over, and then it just plays in the background, you're like, oh, I know all the words to this song. And you start <laughs> singing along to it in the right. back seat of the van on the way to basketball or on the way to football. You get into it. Here then, come the hot stepper. And then after singing it to yourself a hundred thousand times, you start going... You're programmed. Are they talking about the riots that were going on last year? I think that's what they're talking about yes. in this tune here. We were, in, we were enveloped in a social experiment of, of a reflection of a modern black man during crucial times. Why, why Agnew was listening to his River of Dreams. 
in the middle of the night. Oh, we were listening. Oh. It was and funny. You think that uh, at the time in the early '90s, and even now, people still call it like hate music. Yes, Cube, Dre, Yella, Ren, and E were screaming "fuck the police," but I would be yelling worse if in their shoes. Oh, yeah. I think that was their point. And they were way ahead of their time. I mean, that stuff's topical today. I know, dude. Isn't that sad? I mean, you saw Straight Outta Compton, the movie. Love it. I love it. It's great. I think I've seen it like 20 times because it was on HBO. It was on HBO. What's that? I can't wait for the sequel. Yeah, sequel. (laughs) I saw the Tupac movie. It wasn't as good, but did you see that? All Eyes on Me? No. It's not as good. I didn't think it would be. It's like I lived through this character. <laughs> I can't go watch them try to recreate it. I, I yeah, watched yeah, it Yeah, right. All. Yeah. You know? It wasn't as good. Because, like, even though I didn't listen to him, he was in the news, or at least on MTV News. All like, the time. Every day. Yeah, he was all over the place. All over the place. His house recently got put up for sale here in L.A. He, I guess Suge Knight rented him a house when he was on. Because, you know, he was in jail, and that's how he got out was... Suge Knight was like, you got to sign like four, two, four records or something. That's why I did so many albums in like two years. Yeah. Yeah. They said he had like over like a hundred songs left when he died. Yeah. He just kept like bumping out albums. Like he would record like 10 songs a day and just go in there and just, just spit these songs. And I guess Suge Knight rented him a house and, and he wanted to get out of the contract and it was all kinds of stuff. But Suge Knight basically owned him because he was in jail. And he's like, I'll sign your bail for you, but you got to sign death row. And he did, and he kind of was like just bumping out music. And it's so interesting because after everything that happened with Tupac and Biggie and how they, the East Coast, West Coast, who started it? Suge Knight or no? Puff Daddy, right? He's the one that like. Yeah. It was Biggie. I think there was like... They said something about Suge Knight, like... Oh, he was like the real producer of hip-hop, talking about Puff Daddy. That's what Biggie said. And then Suge Knight got on... And then Suge Knight was like, oh, at least I'm not the producer in all the videos. I'm the one behind the scene making all the money. Right. And then Snoop was like, yo, what the fuck? You yeah, come on, no New York. You don't got us. love for yeah. West Coast. You got no love for Snoop Doggy Dog. Then it got like weird. Yeah, it, it got was, like, scary. I was like, oh, this is like an actual What's like war now. Like these guys aren't happy, and the crowd's going nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Snoop took it like too far. He was on stage, like you know, he he poured gasoline in the fire. He's on stage and he's like, "What's going on? You got love for West Coast?" And you know, you got Dr. Dre, and it's just like hit some cane. Yeah, what's that? What was Snoop holding? He had like yeah, a well, cane. Yeah, he had like a cane. <laughs> like a scepter, like macho. Like a bandit. What is he doing? But it was funny when that happened, though, because, not funny, but it was interesting because they it escalated to this situation where, like, there's so much tension. And, it's it, I mean, remember Tupac released the Hit Him Up song where it was just an ass- a lyrical assault on, like, screwing his wife? Was, but that was in response to something else. Didn't Biggie... Do a song too. Yes, uh, I don't remember, but he, see, this is where I kind of go, go went away from hip, from hip hop from rap. Me uh, too. When Tupac and Biggie became like the focal points, Dre was off doing his own thing. Right before he found Eminem, Snoop was with like 
I don't even know at that time. No Releasing limit. terrible albums. Yeah, just pumping out album after album. Because he only had really one good album. Right, his first like, one. So, you ever see the roast of Donald Trump on Comedy Central? No. Uh, Snoop is there, and Sn- Seth MacFarlane introduces him. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, the most dangerous man of 1993, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, because remember it was like... He, he, Snoop is, is he only like did one gang? good album. He's like in... Yeah, he was like, like a member of the... Pound. Is that like a real gang or is that like just something they call each other, like friends? Well, I think it was... Uh, he's a member murder. of the Bloods or something. Crips. Crips. You know, Jacare's uncle beat up Snoop Dogg because like before they were in the gangs, before he was famous and he was in the gangs, Jacare was saying like, he owed him money or something, and his uncle and his friends like beat the shit out of Snoop Dogg or something oh like that. Where was famous? Got hmm. some stories, man. Hmm. They're in Long Beach. Hmm. Stories. Jakar has a story where his uncle was babysitting him, and he took him out of the car, and then he takes a gun out, and he's like, "I'm just letting you know, if anyone hurts you, I'm gonna oh make gosh. this fuck hot." And Jakar was like this little kid. He's like, "What are you doing?" Jesus. Well, crazy, right. but. But the gangster rap scene was uh, – when we got into that, though, there were so many of these like splinter rappers firing up. You had the main ones like Snoop, Dre, Ice Cube. And then you had like all these death row guys like like, like Das and, and Warren G had some albums and then like Rage. And they were all like splintering up everywhere. Right. Like, and then it like kind of went away show. in like three years. Yeah. Like yeah. The all these little show. cells. A bunch of like guys went off in their own direction like from NWA and then they found other guys and – I always thought lyrically he was fine, but the delivery and the like the sound of Ice Cube's voice was always like my favorite. Especially oh yeah, especially when he was like it's real, just yeah, he, he's just Bo, so you good, know how man. we do it. We be clubbing. That was like a, such a commercial song, but I still yeah. loved it. And no Vaseline. No Vaseline. I'm glad I said it all. Oh yeah. Used to be punk. Now you're playing basketball. Predator, and I think I had his greatest hits on like a cassette tape that I yes. bought, I bought like down the street. Predator, and I would just play it over and over and over. So good. Predator was the one with uh, with uh, today was a good day, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, because Lethal Injection was after that, and that had, boo. You know how we do it. What's that? It was like his like second, his oh. third album, I think. He's like, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Check yourself. Yeah, I think that was Predator. Oh, okay. Hmm. And that was that always threw me for a loop because the video had the old like, do 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 do. But then the album version was like a completely different song, and I'm like, I got chipped. What was this? Oh, was that the original rap song, Grandmaster yeah. Flash? That yeah, broken glass everywhere, everywhere, pissing on the corners, and I just don't care. In the land of milk and honey, it's almost like every single rap song that's ever made has a part of that song in it, even if it's for one second. Oh yeah, like, there's so many sounds from that song that's like used. Hundred percent. It's crazy. And and so many of those songs are just the beats of like other songs. Yeah. And then when you hear that other song, you're like, oh, that wasn't like an original beat. Like every song on like P Diddy's or Diddy's first album when he was Puff Daddy, 
is like another song. Take head from the ass. <laughs> and do it sound so crazy. My sound so crazy. Yeah. yeah. I love Basically that. Basically ruining uh, creative thinking. Yeah, he sampled like David Bowie in that song. And you're like, oh, it's it's Let's Dance by David Bowie. It's not Round the World. Let's dance. And uh, the song, Ain't Nobody Gonna Take My Pride. Can't Nobody Hold. It's Matthew Wilder, you know. Oh. Ain't Nothing Gonna Take My Pride. I actually listened to that the other day. You want to hear a clip of that song? That song is an embarrassing Ain't 80s melody of greatness. Ain't nothing gonna slow me down. Oh, I've got to keep, to on, keep moving. on moving. Where him and Mace are like in a Rolls Royce in the desert. And like, why are you taking that automobile through the desert? Who? With the top down. Mace? That video had, had Mace and, oh, and right. Diddy in like a Rolls like through the desert. And you're like, why, why is that car being driven through the Mojave? Why would you do that? It's a $300,000 car, sir. Mojave. Um... Nothing gonna break my dick. Ain't and nobody gonna make me come. And that was like even worse. The ushering in after Biggie and Tupac die, Puff Daddy, oh. Mace, kind of holding on to like whatever was left, and then all of a sudden just poof. Just poof. And then it splintered out. Out of nowhere. There's this white kid with Dr. Dre dressing up in all these different outfits, like looking, you know, like, like a SNL skit music video. Like a Jason mask. Yeah. And the Marilyn Manson. Remember he was like, and he was like a nerd and Eminem, yeah. Eminem rolls around and like, like gives rap like it's second, you know, uh, second like coming. age, I guess like it's silver age. It's it's platinum bronze age. You know, it's like, interesting though with Eminem. The, really, the era we were talking about—that's its golden age. Uh, the 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 Chronic and Ice Cube and N.W.A. and Snoop. That was like the the golden age of of rap. It like yes, it started it all. It was everything. But what Eminem did with Dre again and and. G unit and fifty cent and all those guys. G unit. Obatras. No games, just lyrics. The number one rapper in the world, Kendrick, another Eminem guy. Uh yeah. Another protege. It's like the Silver Age. Yes, it keeps on um, it keeps on multiplying. And and when Eminem came out too, it was the perfect matrimony oh. of like skill and image because Dre and Eminem were very smart on how they marketed him as this like off the wall, offensive guy. Because if if he was just a white guy that could rap good, but came out and was just rapping about everything else, he wouldn't have made it. But right. The fact that he was so I mean, you would never take him seriously if he was like, I'll grab a nine and then I'll steal a car. You'd be like, ah, I don't really buy that. But the fact that it was so offensive about like impregnating Spice Girls and killing his mom, you're like, you you have nothing to do but like watch him. I heard. The album was done, and Dre was like, you know how, you know, when you used to battle, you like make fun of people, you know, you make, you, you rip people apart. 
he's like, how about you just do that to everybody in the news and we're going to make it like your first hit single. And Eminem was like, I don't want to do a first hit single. Like, that's just not me. And Dre's like, you really? know, you have to do it. Yeah. And Eminem wrote that song in like a day. Hi, my I name is. It. Huh? My name is. Just make fun of everyone famous. And then he's famous. And he's famous. Bingo, Brilliant. Bango. I listened to that Concept. song last night, too, for the first time in a while. It was on the uh, in the hmm. shuffle. Hmm. And it brings you back. It brings you back. I can't believe it was 1999. Beginning is so good. Hi. Hi. So weird. And that album is still great. Hmm, it sounds cool. I like it. It's I've never heard anything like it. And how can you breastfeed me, Mom? You ain't got no tits. I mean, well, this guy was. This guy's going to be able to just say anything because yeah, anyone right. who can say that. That it's amazing to hear him. Any line. Yeah, anything's game, and it's amazing to listen to Eminem now. Because he's made like eight albums on drugs and fucked up and then eight albums sober. And how much better he is now than he was then. Like the voice is different. Oh, I know. Not eight sober, but I think like five. But like his, his lyrics are better. Like he's his, evolved. His word usage is yes. absolutely incredible. Like most really, really intelligent rappers say his vocabulary is like Play-Doh. Like he, he knows more words than like anyone. You know why that is, too? Is he used to read the dictionary. Like, like just the dictionary. Not like a thesaurus or an encyclopedia. Just words. Over and over again to, like, know where to fit them in. So he's got this vocabulary that's, like, incredible. And, like, the crosswords and the double meanings and everything. It's just, it's a, it's a work of art. I it's like a Marvel t-shirt. Just read yeah. the dictionary. Yeah. It's like, what's the first word? A, I guess. And then you, you use it in a sentence. You figure out what it means, and I don't know. Maybe it'll stick in there now because I care and I want it to. In, right. In grade school, I didn't give a shit. No, but now you do, and maybe you yeah. maybe for the next verse, you're like, I'm gonna pick a letter from Q. No matter what it is, I'm gonna find one that rhymes, and you make it work, and you slide them around. Hmm. Like like. <laughs> Too bad I've had a million dictionaries and I've never opened any of them. I know, me too. Opened a million dicks up. What? Oh, my gosh. That's not true. Oh, my gosh. On the tip. Oh, my gosh. By the way, you can join us for a podcast, uh, Supreme Extraordinaire, live at the Gettysburg Hotel on December 26th. We haven't confirmed this with any of the wives yet, but Matt booked the reservations today. We will be live. (laughs) That's not true. Can't back that up. Oh, my gosh. For like a split second, I was like, (laughs) Clark... Did you do it, and you got Heather's permission without telling me? Hey, yeah. Ashley and Hannah will be in the Lincoln room, uh, along with the Hassingers, the Pacinis, and the uh, Bob's parents. Biscardis. And the Biscardi. <laughs> it's Biscardi. Hey, Johnny Manzielli is uh, <laughs> cooking up here. He's playing in that Canadian league. When you do sports with John tonight, too, I'm going to – Crowbar in how our good friend and co-host Michael would pronounce the names of the teams or players that you mentioned. In uh, a little segment I like to call Sports with This Gaudiani. We don't know how to say it, but you can tweet us at the end of school podcast. Sports with Miss Clark. What do you got going on there, man? Is that, a, is that a bowl? No. I like your new setup. You're in a different section of the house right now. I'm in the same ah. section. I've, I've just got it pointed a, a different way. 
Oh, the House of Hell. Let's play a little trivia here, Clark. Let's see the real pop culture. This is all you really need to know right now. Who is this guy? That is a character from Hello Kitty called <laughs> called Darth Kitty. Uh, good guess, but no. That is actually Marvel's T'Challa, otherwise known oh. as the Black Panther. God bless you. We'll go. We'll go with an easier one here. All right. Captain America. There you go, Steve Rogers. I love that you own those things. John has these figurines, like bobblehead figurines. The Flash. Blasphemous, 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 blasphemous. Who was it? Well, not really blasphemous because they're the same color. Uh, It's Iron Man, not the Flash. Oh, okay. Here's the Flash. Oh, yes. Barry Gordon. Barry Allen, but close enough. I will do two more. I love these figurines. Easy. Wonder Woman. Right. What's her real name, Wonder Woman? Her name is Princess Diana. That's that's, that's a dubious claim. Diana of the Mascara. Really? Oh, I thought she had a common name, like Diana Wexler or something. I think it's... Or, or Samantha a, Willoughby. I'm drawing a blank. It may be like Diana, and they may have like chopped it up. Benfer and I were looking at for blank checks in the trash can. That is... Uh, oh, that is Ant-Man. Very good, Clark. I am very impressed. You got Ant-Man. Total guess. Wow. Total guess. Shot in the dark. You could have said it was Cthulhu, and I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Cthulhu. It's, uh, it's, it's Tulip Man. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. He's got red on him. Makes sense. And it's really funny because on my shirt is Ant-Man. Looks nothing like that Ant-Man. He doesn't, does he? Because this is the movie Ant-Man. On my shirt is the comic book Ant-Man. Ooh, regular diatribe of the arts. John and Matt are pursuing career the arts. I'm going to go to the arts. Hey, speaking of the arts, you and I are creative guys. We do the podcast. We do creative things, editing, writing, whatever. Wouldn't it kill you to go to an art school, though, if your parents were like, we are sending you to Juilliard or to this theater thing? Wouldn't that kill you to be – it would kill me to be in a structured setting where you have to be forced to, like, do art? Shouldn't art be, like, a creative expression? I'm not saying, like, guitar lessons or anything. That's different. But if they're like, like let's uh, – Go up there and let's act this out. You're like, but I don't want to act it out now. Maybe I'll be in the mood next week. You know, it's like structuring creativity. You should just like let it go. It works for a lot of people. But for me, I can never be in a classroom where they're like, Mr. Clock, get up on stage and do your podcast. I'd be like, but I don't want to now because you're telling me to. Like the only reason I would want to do that is because it just gives you connections but at the time, right. like right. as a kid, I would have been like, fuck, no. I will no just way. do what I do on my own. I don't need to do it at school also. I'm not gay. Right. <laughs> He's going to art you school. I'm going to go up there and put makeup on and tap dance. <laughs> and do the jazz for you, ballet. Jazz hands. Like every cousin I've ever these had. These hands. Yeah, but these nuts. <laughs> Remember, remember, like, every girl you knew growing up was like, I'm taking jazz class or ballet or I have tap. And you're like, what do you do there? Gymnastics. Like, Danielle. Danielle Sags was like, I have jazz tonight. I have tap tomorrow. Danielle Sags. Like, Danielle Sags. What is Jimmy making you do? 
By the way, Jeff was very appalled that you attended a Taylor Swift concert. We'd like to get him on the show soon to discuss through this. Um, your dad's an innovator, by the way. He's all over the country. He's in St. Louis. He's in Florida. He's at a golf course. He's you know posting what, old videos. You know what else he's doing? He's got a great life. What? I should give this this chick, this YouTube page, a, a shout out. Oh. Give him some props. Yeah, prop it up. Give him some love. Like an M14 turbine. dap. Whatever the hell that <laughs> means. Uh, yoga with Adrian. <laughs> what is it? Yoga. <laughs> yoga with Adrian. Search it on YouTube. I got my dad into yoga. Oh, wow. He bought the mat. That's how I know. I don't believe it. That's how I know he's committed. He actually purchased something. And a yoga mat, like a good one, is like 70 bucks. And yeah, it's a commitment. He bought one, and he's like loving it. Wow. So good impressed. for him. I'm impressed. Good for him. And he's like, my uh, golf game has is, is improved. I'm like, of course. You're loose. You're what if he starts out? What if he started really going off the deep end and he was like, I'm taking in- interpretive dance classes. Picture, look at me, I'm a swan. I don't talk. And he's like miming in like, you know, Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia. Dad, you might you might have taken it too far. Signs up for the mummers. <laughs> Did I, does anyone ever watch the fucking mummers? Or is it just something to say? Like, hey, we're going to watch the, the mummers are on. Does anyone give a shit? What are they? Did I miss the mummers? No, it didn't start yet. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank but have you ever woken up on New Year's Day other than crap. being hungover and trying to get at whatever bear trap of a girl you got stuck with the night before because you were wasted and going like, oh, I got to get home and watch the mummers. I tell you what, man, New Year's, so many New Year's days, I did not start off the year on the right foot. It was a sickness, a hangover, and what the fuck did I do last night? I've got to get out of this situation. Who is this? A sickness. A sickness. <laughs> Dick me. A sickness? A sickness? Like a hangover or something. Oh, I thought you meant like you were sick, like you were sick. ill, like you coughed to your cold. Oh, you fast gum. Spiky you're penis. Oh, oh, man. Uh, uh, shave banana breads. Uh, um, uh, ice scrotums. No, I'm interested to get your uh, your A-treat soda on this. New Year's Day. January 2nd has always been the day of purification for me new year's day it's just like tired hungover probably have to work the next day maybe new year's day i'm never fresh i'm always just like oh i'm out of it man new year's day most depressing day of the year for me new year's day is like what sunday was to me and heather yesterday like just trying to like do whatever we can to like wash out the hangover wash out that like funk like i'm just not feeling good like drink oh, eat yeah. food run like sweat like just get it out of me and like maybe by nine o'clock you're like oh, okay i feel all right now really you guys are pretty bed, banked so, up yeah dude yeah taylor swift you know we're dude all right takes a toll on the old dimes right before we oh my gosh dicked up I remembered taking a shot in the parking lot right before we went in, I guess. No, just before we went in with these oh other God. people that we knew. You did a shot in the parking lot? Yeah. Fucking cowboy. Dude. What a rock star. So there was four of us. 
Oh my gosh. They had two glasses and I thought they were just giving them to Heather and I. So Heather and I go to take the shot. Heather yeah. takes half of the shot and passes it to the other person. I take the whole entire shot. I was supposed to share it with someone else. I never heard about that though. I would have done the same thing. Someone gives you a shot, you drink it. But it, like they discussed it beforehand. Here, you take half and then we'll take half. Oh, I would never share it with a stranger. I drank the whole thing. Good for you. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I didn't know. I, you know, I, I think I was drunk enough to where I was like, fuck it. I had had like 10 beers by then. Right. Yeah. I, I would do the same thing. Reminds me when I was in Cancun for a uh, senior, senior vacation uh, with a buddy of mine. And we were at this club, crazy club, like Where'd Britney Spears, Cancun. And there was like Britney Spears and Michael Jackson impersonators there. It was like, it was like a three-story uh, club. It was crazy. And this Mexican girl was going around with people with a shot glass around her neck. And uh -huh. she was like, a shot. And she poured the shot in there, and, and you would drink it. And then I drank it. And I was, my buddy's like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm doing a shot. And I drank the shot off her neck. And she walks around trying to get money. And my buddy's like, dude, everyone in this club has drank from the same shot glass. She's not like washing them. And it was like the crying game. I was like in the bathroom, like scrubbing my teeth. Uh, I'm like, what the alcohol, fuck did I just though. do? Right. Alcohol. But, but I think with a shot, you need to just do the whole thing. I don't know if I'd share it. I think maybe I was supposed to share it with Heather. I don't know, dude. I was so oh, with the one. Okay. And I always yell. And this is the second time now. Uh, when we were in Key Largo, Heather forced yeah. a shot on me, and I was like, no, I don't want one. And she's like, come on, just have one. I'm like, I'm going to black out. And she's like, it's okay. And I'm like, good for her. Yeah, it is okay, but like, I'm kind of tired of not remembering stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of this black hole lapses in my, my timeline of I don't know what happened for eight hours. Yeah, like I'm missing possible material. I can't right. be getting that loaded to where I'm not recording the data. Yeah, I need to have this. Um, before we get into sports, John, I want to ask you a quick uh, would you rather because I'm very curious to get your um, your your, uh, your, crushed, your, your crushed red pepper on this. The uh, Would you rather, John, when you're venturing around the parking lot, I'm curious to get your dick on it. What was that, toothpick? Ah, <laughs> when you're venturing around the parking lot outside of uh, Hard Rock Stadium looking for your car, would you rather um, have your boss come by, some, for some reason he or she is there, walk up to you and see you all sweaty and drunk and not knowing what the ripped shirt, and you have to explain what you're doing in that heat of frustration, so immediately it's terrible situation meets with, I got to be professional for work. Or when you get pulled over, Nicolette gets a cavity search and you guys have to watch. Go. But she doesn't get a ticket. There's no ticket. Why would we have to watch? Because the cop wants you to. I'm curious to teach you a lesson about drinking and driving. This is crash too. But she gets away. But you have to watch that, and it happens to your poor sister-in-law in front of everybody. Or your boss rolls up and starts grilling you about Monday's Dixel. emails. Dixel. And you're like all sweaty and the shirt dripped, and you're like, oh, no, we, I think we got some synergy going on here, and there's a workflow chart and the numbers and the projections. And you're trying to keep – but meanwhile, you're still looking around in your, for your car with your eyes. What would you I, rather do? Uh, 
I would rather run into my boss. Good for you. That's the yeah, right answer. Because we're not at work. We're not at work. And what the hell are you doing? Well, he pulled. He brings a cubicle out. Florida, he, Jay, he sets from a, Arkansas. He sets up a cubicle in his, in his pickup truck. I imagine he drives one being from Arkansas, and he's like, "You need to come in here and crunch hmm. some numbers." And the, it's a it's a mobile nurse center. <laughs> All right. The uh, Ravens topple the Colts. Oh, the Baltimore Ravines. They destroy the Indian Indianapolis Colts. They annihilate them. And now, sports of John, 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 sports of 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 John, I always love when a football team has a score of 19. I always have to do the math. Like, how did you get there? I guess it was like, you know, two touchdowns and a field goal, two field goals. But you're always, it's always weird, like. When you see a score of like 18 to 17, you're like, what kind of numbers are these? I know. Can it be like just a bunch of field goals? I think so. Those are the worst games, too, when it's like halftime. No, you can't. That's weird. So they did score a touchdown. They had to. Yeah. Unless maybe a safety. Safeties are rare, but I do like the safeties. I'm going to... Play the Sports with John theme song right now while I go get some water. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. You can find all of our shows available for free to download on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and soon to be Roku. You're listening to John and Matt here on the Podcastle's Nerd 35. Tonight's topic we talked about John's darrowing and harrowing escape from the Taylor Swift concert. Of course, we're now bubbling our feet in the jacuzzi that we call Sports with John, and some gangster rap tales of foes and woes. Please tweet us and uh, like us on Facebook and let us know what you think. Of course, August is rapidly approaching the end of summer, and for all of you podcastal uh, nights listening in, we hope it was a glorious one, a cool one, and a relaxing one. John will be back in just a moment. We're going to commence with sports with John, John, John. And it's going to be fun, fun, fun. So wave your wand, wand, wand. And go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say, me, me, me. Twitch at the underscore podcast. The last few shows, uh, Biscardi has mentioned his uh, incredible commitment to the show with some new ideas. And we're interested to dig them. Like what? Uh, well, for instance, Scardi has taken an initiative of being more proactive with the show. Like, let's do this idea. Let's do that. And uh, I'm embracing it in my bosom. Yeah. But I don't like his uh, like complete, no, Fox News opening. complete ripoff of Fox News no. opening. It, like, it just sounded like he was doing Fox News. No. But he did it exactly to. like Fox News. I thought he was going to make fun of Fox News. But it was precisely the same. It's like me coming out and be like, hey, I'm going to try something different. 
I'm going to try something different, guys. It's going to be like a little California style. And now Conan O'Brien. So did you hear this? The president was in town today. Clark, you're just reading Conan's monologue from last night. By the way, I love that Trump. Here's Clarky. I do love that Trump is not. (laughs) Here's Clarky. That is a Republican that never visits California because there's never tied up traffic from presidential visits because Obama was here like every week. Right. Trump Trump knows better not to come here because nobody likes him. Guys so, in my backyard every damn weekend. I'm Eagles face the Browns Thursday night in their third preseason boar fest. The Cleveland Arenados. And I don't believe Carson Wentz is going to play in any of them. Nick Foles strained his boner. I mean, shoulder. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Carson Wentz. Foles strained his shoulder. Did you hear about this? I did not. Hmm. Shit. Is he on the uh, injured list? Nope. He's not even on the... The DL? Questionable. But Alshon Jeffrey is... That's dookie milk. Oh, coconuts. So we play the Cleveland Browns. They're a really interesting team. Uh, They're a team that uh, a lot of my buddies down here who are Dolphins fans think they're going to be really good because they have all these new offensive weapons this year. And I'm like, no. Doesn't happen overnight. They've been shitty for 10 years. And just look at the division they're in. It's always competitive. It has the Steelers it is. and the Ravens and the Bengals. It's a tough division. Nose picker. The, this is true. The Browns. The Browns are due for for uh, a turnaround, but they are due. It's it's it is very few and far between and slower. Nose picker. Nose picker. They it's are, very slow. They are due, or there are those destined to be bottom dwellers. For eternity. Like the Cleveland Indians up until last year. And that's why they're called Browns. <laughs> they are the they are the shittiest team in football name and everything. Like terrible uniforms. Worse than sports. Oh. Yeah, worse than sport, I would say. Who's worse? Worst name and uniform. Definitely the worst uniform. It's just a it's a, it's not even a brown helmet, it's orange. That I swear. And their jersey is like black. It doesn't. There's no brown on their uniform at all. It's a crock of shit, John, and it fucking pisses me off. I think. Why don't you go rob a fucking bank? So here's. I think, and I don't really have much problem with this. I think the name of the team is named after like the original owner, Mr. Brown. So it, is it would named be after like. Gentleman. It would be like naming a team. The Cincinnati Clarks. Right. And that kind of sounds cool. Cleveland Clarks. It's kind of hard to say. Cincinnati right. Clarks. But your name... The Hermosa Beach Passengers. Your name isn't a color. <laughs> That's where you right. lose it. If that guy's name was anything else, it would have been fine. Like the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay, I get it. It's simple. It's not a creative name, but I get why they're the Phillies. They should call themselves the Terrible. Cleveland Cosars. Like Bernie Kosar. The stupidest name, Phillies. God. If I wasn't from Philadelphia, I would be like, what a shitty name. Like so the Mets Phillies. is a pretty shitty name. The Metropolitans, the New York Mets. Mets is stupid. 
Red Dodgers Sox is, is Dodgers is pretty dumb. I get it. You're dodging balls. It's not dodgeball. You're supposed to be hitting the balls, not dodging them. The Dodgers. But like, think about that. Blue socks, like you know, dress. Yeah, right. What about they should be called the dress socks. The dr- the, the 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 cummerbunds. <laughs> the cummerbund. <laughs> Tigers are cool. Detroit Tigers have a good name. Tigers. Can't get wrong like with Tigers. Animal. That's why. Yeah, Marlins. Marlins is cool. Uh, when they changed them from Devil Ray just to Ray, it's like, why did you have to fuck up and choose Devil Ray? There's a million other animals out there. Yeah, how about the Tampa Swordfish? Right, or the Bluefin Tuna. Yes, or the um, the, the Mahi Mahi, or the Cromis Cromis. Dude, the Tampa Bay Mahi Mahi, that should have been, they would have been, oh. And they're like, they would have like a slogan. Like how the Braves do the oh, it would be like Mahi It would be a Kamala theme song. It would be like Kamala. the one side of the crowd would go Mahi Mahi, and the other side would go, "What kind of fish do you catch off your shores?" And then the other, the third part of the stadium and the nosebleeds would go, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Mahi, mahi, let's all get a home run. Mahi, mahi. I'm on board already. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call Jeter tomorrow. So he can do some steaks. I don't mean steaks in a team. I mean, like, Jeter's the Marlins owner. I know, I know, but he's got money. I figured we'd spread it around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the whites. Looks like everybody besides Josh Gordon, of course, <clears throat> is going to be playing for the Browns. Uh, Giants and Jets Friday, Broncos, Redskins as well. Patriots, Panthers, Bucks, Lions, Seahawks, Vikings, blah, 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 blah. The Vikings. So, look. Now look. I've been avoiding this topic no. on Sports with John for a while now, but I just can't avoid it anymore because I just have to give my piece because I've Uh-oh. heard my piece in my head said over and over and over, so I'm not going to change. In my head. What the fuck is all this concentration on the new helmet and the new way to hit? Do you know anything about this, Clark? Are you I referring do. to the rule where they cannot, they they have to have their head up? And uh, Richard Sherman commented on that this week about how uh, I love to see somebody try that because it's impossible to, to run into a line of defensemen with your head up because it's a- anatomically like impossible to do. They're trying to stop the concussions. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm, so they're mm-hmm, making you, mm-hmm. are you referring to the rule where you're supposed to like mm-hmm, have your head up mm-hmm, when you're running? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't do yeah. it. It's football. You have, you have, don't play the sport if you don't if you don't want to get banged up. Right. Yeah. It's an right. occupational hazard. You work in a coal mine. You might get lung cancer. You're you know? a firefighter. You're, you're a cop. Right. And on top of that, you're getting paid millions of dollars. So it. it I mean, you're a yes, soldier. maybe modify helmets, but these new rules are retarded. Um. You're totally for it. You're like, well, actually, Clark, I'm all about that no. rule, and I'm like, oh. Right. Yeah, like my lead-in is that I'm really for it, and I want to discuss it further and, <laughs> and perfect the destruction of this game. Dr. Uh, Glasgow is on the show. And it's like, look, if the helmet is different, who the fuck cares? It's still a fucking helmet. At one time, they wore a leather cap. 
Right. Smashed they look different in the they look different in the nineties. Oh my gosh, dude. They look different in the early two thousands than they do now. They're more like aerodynamic, aerodynamic. now. Oh. Oh, you just blew my marbles. <laughs> Fool me twice. The nineties and eighties even, they look like they're those like you know the foam. Halloween costumes. Yeah. The big <laughs> foam helmets. Plastic. I think I had an Eagles one from the early nineties that was just like they were like a bubble. Yeah, you could like blow it up. It's like um, an astronaut. Coaches, players confused <clears throat> by implementation of helmet rule. It's a stupid rule made by somebody that doesn't play the sport at NFL HQ that was like, well, we got all these lawsuits and we need to modify this. And they took a vote from like a board of directors or some shit. And I mean, I'm t- I don't know the facts, but if you were to get all the coaches to vote on this, it wouldn't have passed. How can you do that? You know, when I came roaring around the <laughs> the left side offensive tight end and drove my shoulder into the back, Ooh. into the vertebrae of the quarterback on the Saints, I don't even know what school they were. Wasn't but Trent. Right up until I hit him. I was I saw him. But he's right. The way your shoulder pads move when you go to wrap your arms, they poke the back of your helmet and make you look down. There's right. no there's no like other way. You can't like keep your head up. If you do that, you would like break your own neck. <laughs> it's gonna cause more injuries by doing this rule. It's gonna make things shitty. It's just it's gonna get overturned. Impossible. Is this new rule implemented immediately? It's in play? I think it's like, it's... Like, what? what is there a penalty if you do that? Because that's right. just stupid. Right. But then you can challenge the penalty and say, well, the way I hit, I couldn't look my neck up without snapping it, or I'm getting pushed down. Look, I'm all about making it safer for the game and the players still. There's obviously a lot of... Um, workplace incidents in the NFL and occupational hazards, but like you got to let these guys play at the end of the day. You got to let them play the game. I mean, what's next? Like, I mean, I I even think the baseball helmets that cover the mouth are stupid. I would never, but guess what? Here's something weird. Looks like it looks like a radio. It looks like a radio ear, you know, like a microphone. So funny. The things that you and I see, and go, uh, here's my, t- I see that, and I, th- I have. What's your, what's your ginger? I thought the same thing, but look at all the, like, best players in the league right now. They all have that. They wear them. <laughs> right. It's, it's not as bad. Crazy. It makes sense. Like, Mookie Betts has one. That kid on the right. Braves, who's really good, has one. Some guy in the Mariners has one. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's funny. It's like a bunch of, uh, Stanton has one. Yes. That's that's lesser though. That you can get. I just think it's dumb. It's like when basketball players wear like the. Uh, it 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 is the yeah nose right. thing yeah right the broken nose face mask. But I still think it's funny. It would be cool if like that kept popping up. All the, <laughs> the elite broken. players have the like one jaw protector. So anyway, you can't now when you tackle the quarterback, you can't like land on him really like you know how like you can come around the edge and you wrap them around their waist 
and you both kind of lift off the ground and then you can kind of like body slam him almost like yeah like power bomb him down uh you can't do that but how do you when you're in the play though personal foul what it's like 50? they it's like they think when you're moving at that speed with all that weight behind it that you can make instant replay type adjustments let's go baby each other say it's just impossible it's impossible and plus you have guys have been playing this their whole life since they were kids and that's how they play and that's how the world watches and that's how people play football and to just say well you can't do that when you're in the middle of a play in the middle you know during a game and you're you're tackling someone you're not thinking oh uh well i have to tackle them a certain way or look up a certain way you're just thinking you need to finish the play and get them down on the ground or catch this ball and move or tackle to somebody, you know, like not to clip somebody, not to face face mask somebody, but to do it, it's getting very technical to where it's just not going to fly. The it's NFL. like, John, if you're driving 60 miles per hour and you're watching your speed, you're watching your seatbelt, you know, you're, you have the music on this and that, but like, but all of a sudden you need to start thinking about the things that are in your trunk, John. And if they're on the left hand side, it's going to wait on the car. It's like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about like in motion right now. And oh it, my God. It's not going to fly. Just stop it. If they're going to get CTE, it's sad. They're going to oh get it. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's still a lot of things on the table that they don't know about it yet. Frangible. But to, to like babysit these guys in the way that they're doing, it just it, it's, it's not good for the game, I think. It's not good yeah, for the league. I agree, man. It goes back to the first thing you said. It's, it's risk-reward. Like they know that they could get possible life altering or ending brain damage from playing this game. Right. No matter how what, advanced you make the helmets. It's true. And the what's, rules. What's different than a firefighter or a policeman? There's occupational hazards there. Yes, football players aren't risking their lives, but they are getting paid millions and millions of dollars to play I don't know, fifteen games, sixteen games out of the year. And well, they are that's what they've chosen. Lives. They, I mean, they can it's true. die. No, they are. You could die. True. You know, like... Dennis Bird was paralyzed. Like, uh, Nick Foles out there with... Well, Nick Foles is a big dude. That's a bad example. But Johnny Manzialanale up there, <laughs> even in, in the Canadian... Giovanni Manzialanale. Getting chased around. He's 165 pounds, soaking wet, sopping, soaking wet. And 300-pound linebackers are just sandwiching him. Right. Dead. How's that going to... Modify the uniform if you have to. Modify the helmet. You know? Modify my dick. Modify my dick. But don't make it... I don't know. I don't mean to crowbar and all this stuff in sports, John, but make... Don't take, let the guys play, you know? Yeah, right. Like you said, man, it's like, I mean, it's not the same thing. Like you said, going off to war, but you're going to war. There's stuff I mean, that could happen. Like, I can't complain let me tell you something. when it's hot down here. Because guess yeah. what? I knew it was hot in Florida. <laughs> right. It's part of the deal. The good, out, the good outweighs the bad, though. I can't complain about traffic. Because right. I know it's the worst in the world, but it's also about it. you can also wear a T-shirt in January, like it's different. Exactly, Mundo. It's okay. And it's sad because all these kids are going back to school, and I'm like, 
Oh, damn. For the rest of the world, summer's over. <laughs> right. That sucks for you. Um, it's so true, though. But you got all these guys play. I have a big problem with a lot of the rules, even with the, the Major League Baseball. Some are okay. Like, they're trying to shorten the game. But I don't think you should mess with a good thing too much. It's been a pastime for 130 years. You know, football's been around for 100 years or whatever. Certain things you can change, like the instant replay rule they took and gave back. and But don't, like, mess with it too much because you're going to lose your fan base. I'm not going to watch football anymore if they're like, well, you can't tackle anybody anymore. I mean, what's what's next? You, it's going to be touch football. Like, I'm just, I'm not. Baseball is going to have a resurgence. Uh, I don't know if it'll be television, but I know they're going to. I mean, they already make so much money with the TV deals. But right. They. Dick me. They're going to have a resurgence because. Our generation's children are now growing up with it, you know, like because our yes. dad showed it to us, we showing are going to show it to them. So it's going to have some sort, some little resurgence uh, down like the it. line when they hit their point of nostalgia. Oh yes, I that's very insightful. Yes, like a like a paperback writer. Very insightful indeed, just like the NFL to revise helmet rule teaching video. They made a video. Hmm. They made an instructional video. Oh, good. Bracket College. Vikings Zimmer helmet rule will cost people jobs. So mm. is he saying that the implementation of the MLM, it's going to cost people jobs, playoffs, jobs, the whole bit, I'm guessing. The head, oh, the tail, wow. the whole damn thing. The, the, the head, tail, the damn thing. So he's saying like people Chief, are gonna get so general? people are gonna get fined so much, they're gonna be suspended and poor because of the way that they have to tackle. Gosh, man, this is gonna be. Weird. They will be it's fined a lot. I think it'll sticky. be overturned. I mean. There's also not any conclusive – they don't know the CTE and the, the the details of how far – it could be a lot worse than it is. They should take certain precautions, but they don't know everything yet. Don't just start like gutting things out before you understand you know, the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Exactly. Chief. Now that Ndamukong Sue is with another team <laughs> – he apparently finds the Dolphins' soft run defense funny. <laughs> Giggity. Where is he now? Giggity. Where is Ndamukong Sue? That is the capital of Uruguay, I believe. At 42 degrees longitude and Uruguay. 120 latitude. Paraguay? Paraguay, Montevideo. Uruguay, Montevideo. Where the hell is Ndamukong Sue? Sounds like a fish I ordered last night at the Indian restaurant. I love this dope article. Like, they say now that he's with another team, he makes fun of the Dolphins on Instagram. Why don't you oh, say scandal? Now that, now that he's on the Los Angeles Rams, Rams are going to be good this year, man. Nah, Dominic Sue's washed up. He's going to get in the way. He's an ego. He's a locker room stink. He's, 
He's no Tory Holt. He went from the Lions to the Dolphins to the Rams. To the Bears. With, with, to show for it, but some fines and suspensions. No playoff wins. Yeah, he's glorified. He's overrated. Very glorified. Very well said. <laughs> Very well said. Very well said. Very well, <laughs> In other Very well Do you want to check the scores real quick? Or the standings? I do. I need to know what's going on in the fake league. The real league. What about Johnny Manziano? Yes, Giovanni Monzanotte. 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 Manicotti. Johnny Manicotti. In the fake league, Boston with a stranglehold on the Yankees with a nine-game lead. They are eighty-eight and thirty-eight. Holy. <laughs> Boom booms. Wow. Wow. Cleveland, 13 game lead over the Twins. 72 and 52. God, that division blows. They do blow. Wow. They really went tanking fast. Royals, Tigers, Twins. The Twins. And one more time. The Oakland A's creep plo- creep closer to the Houston Astros. Amazing. One game back. The yellow and gold. Yes. The green and gold flame. And wow, it's really nice to see. You should you wear know, your A's hat more. Oakland uh, gets. I'm thinking of buying a new one. A new A's cap or a, a new cap? A new crisper. What, an A's one? Yeah. You should rock one, man. The A's have has gotten very little love from you. Mm, I noticed what? because every every night Jen and I stay up for an hour and a half looking through photos of your Instagram of all the hats you've worn, and we put it on a slideshow. We have neighbors come over and we talk about it. And the A's and the Braves have gotten the least love from you. Did I just say that out loud? Braves. That's someone has. True pro- Braves. We can forget about mob for a while. We have a whole other bag of issues going on over here in Tarzana. No, but the A's hat is so cool, man. It looks great. Tarzana, home of Jamie Fox. Yes, and Michael J. Fox. That's weird. A lot of foxes. Jamie Fox, man, he was so funny on Joe Rogan talking about uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, really? Because he can do his voice really well, and he's like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "So I call him. I'm like, hey, Robert, I got this idea, man. Remember, like in that Tropic Thunder thing, he played like the guy who was black, <laughs> but he was playing a black guy, but he wasn't a black guy." He's like, I got this movie where you're a Mexican, and Robert Downey Jr. is like, all right, fuck it, it's a little, it's a little, uh, uh, it's a little risky, but whatever, fuck it, I'm Iron Man, let's do it, okay? <laughs> Jamie Foxx is like, uh, Robert, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta check it out. Uh, yeah, it was a great interview. It's only like an hour. It's one of his short ones because, of course, Jamie Foxx had to go somewhere, but he mentioned Tarzan. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, Fox. He has a house here. So the A's one game back of the Astros. That's so insane. Uh, Braves with a one-game lead of the Phillies. Cubs three games over the Brewers. And the Diamondbacks with a half a tick over the Rockies. A half a tick. Rangers trailing the A's 4 nothing. Mariners trailing the Astros 3-4. to four. Cardinals defeating the Dodgers. The Doyers. Blue Jays over the Orioles, Braves over the Pirates, Indians over the Red Sox, White Sox over the Twins. Gosh, what 
boring fucking games tonight. Jets. I know. Jets over the Mets. Giants over the Mets. Royals over the Rays. <laughs> Royals under yeah. the Rays. Brewers beat the Reds. Phillies didn't play. Tomorrow they will face. That's a shot right in the crack of toeing. Dude, what? You just you... ping pong me right in the gas can. What? What did you say on the last show? Like in in this, ah! you know, you know. I can't see it. I said you just oh, <laughs> a shot right in the Krakatoa. No, but then you said something after that, and I I was like I I can't, I can't even remember it right after. Better you watch said yourself, it. or you're getting knickknacked right in the hee-haw. There was something in the middle. It was like really. You got to go back and listen to it. You're, you're getting ding donged right in the Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I'm ninety-eight percent sure. That's it was definitely like. ended with Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> yeah. You're getting sacked right in the Rip Van Winkle. You're getting mallet crunched right in the hee-haw. You better watch your mouth, young man, or you're getting tic-tac-toed right in the crickets. You better stop behaving freshly or you're getting a mowed grass right on 3rd Street. That's right. A you better stop behaving grass. yourself or you're getting an oil change right down in the elevator chute. You're getting ding-donged. Right in the hee-haw. What were we supposed to check out? Uh, oh, Johnny Manziale. Uh, Giovanito uh, Monsanato. Monsato. Giuseppe Manziati. <laughs> no, his name's Johnny. He's a freaking redneck. Why are you pronouncing his name like that? Giovanetto Amunzarella. A Jehovah, a witness of Manella. <laughs> We watched uh, the sunset at Liza's. Manelli's? No. Oh. All right. We watched the sunset at I can't Liza's. Find, I can't find any news on the Johnny Manziala. And before we... Gide Monsetello. Before we close the gate. Ding. Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. Ha, ha. Remember that? Like listening yeah. to that a million times, having no idea what the hell he's saying. Yeah, and what is death row? Then listen like we thing. always do around this time. And you know the uh, the twenty dollar sack period pyramid. I just listened to that before we went on. Did you? And the things that they say are they're still pretty funny right now. But Are they? For back then, man, it was like another language. Yeah, I, so I have cool. to revisit it. It's been years. He's like, uh, uh, I, uh, I, I make music with Dre. Uh, uh, he's like, uh, things, things brothers say to get the pussy. Things brothers say to get the pussy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that takes me back. The $20 um, sack beer. Do you want to give us a Floyd Mayweather dick feed update? Or is he going to fight Mayweather or Pacquiao? Mayweather I can't say Pacquiao, for Pacquiao, sure, Pacquiao, John, or ascertain the future situation of Mr. Mayweather, but I can say that Floyd Mayweather showed off the two diamond-covered watches on Instagram just two months after dropping $18 million on the billionaire watch. Floyd Money Mayweather has earned his nickname, and he knows how to make it, and he knows how to spend it. He's widely known as Money, 
because he knows how to throw it around. But judging from his latest Instagram photos, John, he also knows how to spend it. Mayweather finished his boxing career with a flawless record of 50 wins from 50 fights. He retired undefeated. However, the first purchase that he's made this past week is a diamond and gold watch, which also appears to double up as a serpentine bracelet that wraps around his forearm. So he's using his money smartly and helping those less fortunate than him by buying a third watch for $18 million. When is this guy going to run out of money? Seriously, it's going to happen, though. Like he, he, has no, he has no income except for what, what he's putting out there, but he's spending more than – like what, what, when's, when's he going to be in troubles? Because he's, he's in like Tyson mindset where he's – Tyson had $300 million and he, he blew it all. I mean Mayweather's going to do that, right? Uh, uh, yeah. I, I mean they call him money. He's got a lot of money. He stole Ted DiBiase's gimmick. Uh, that's yes. A, not because he knows what to do with the money. green tux. So he's going to help people around him by telling the time by buying a a, a new the eighteen million dollar watch. Eighteen. Could you ever just eighteen million was the watch? Could you ever justify doing that though? Even if you had Bill Gates money, no. You'd be like, it's a fucking watch. No, no way. Never in a million years. Like, even Bill that. Gates doesn't do that. It's a, it's a watch. Like, that, that is such a, like, horrendous example, well, a great example of someone having no clue of the right. difference between the price of something and the value of something. That is so true. Painful. I bet he's taken advantage of a lot. People are probably like, oh, it's this much money. It's great. Dude, his closest friends are probably destroying because they know him the best. And his head's been banged around so much. He's got to be like a little off. So they probably know how to like, you know. Manipulate. Yeah. Get him to give them stuff. Yeah. Can you get me a Bentley? Let's drink this $6 million bottle of Cristal. Cristal. Let's drink this uh, Louis Fourteenth Cognac. From Johnny Mazzanito. From Johnny Mediterranean. So a packed show tonight, man. It was a loaded potato of, of juiciness, of goodness, of shelfantness, of skylineness, of thornberryness. It was it was great. It's great. It's tremendous. It really, really did a great show. All right. Uh, your segment on the Browns. Okay. Great. Really terrific. Oh, I got it in the... It's, it's in the cereal. It's in the cereal. Flush it. <laughs> I need a napkin. Just give me the towel. Give me your mom's purse. Give me a... Give me your tampon. You take it out of the trash. Just use the restaurant napkin. It's okay. <laughs> they throw them out anyway. Give me your cummerbund and your tux. Give me your sock. <laughs> give me your A's cap. Now, give me your... You're tired and you're hungry and you're poor. <laughs> Dude, I love the beginning of... Sheet. Who was America? Where it's like, 
ask not what you can do <laughs> for your country, what you can do, you know, whatever. And then it's like the only thing you have to fear is fear. And then, it's oh, like, I don't know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. He's so great good. Quotes from great leaders oh. and then the guy in charge now. It's so brilliant. I love Sasha Baron Cohen. He's a genius. He's one he of is a kind. genius. One of a kind. He's in the top five. Want to put tonight in the W column? Dick it. From the gentleman in charge of new Oakland Athletics Caps, Marketing, Development, and Research of Cancer, Jonathan Astinger, oh my gosh. to the man in charge of watching Moneyball and falling asleep on the couch with drool in his mouth later on, Matthew Clark. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the podcastles, Nerd 35. And we shall see you soon. Good night, everybody. And trust the process. Godspeed. Deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. Turn me on.